the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is the hour of power where we uh, work on being a little bit better today than we were yesterday. A little bit better tomorrow than today. Uh, and after this live radio show, yes, we are live. You could pinch Lee and I, and we'd both say, ouch, we are live. Uh, after this radio show, I hit the road and uh, heading to the Twin Cities, heading up to Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, actually going to Bloomington, be right around the Mall of America. And we will be conducting uh, Leadership Awakening tomorrow, uh, starting Thursday night. Uh, still got room if you want to join us. Uh, go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, and uh, sign up for class. And I guarantee you, uh, Saturday night at 5 o'clock when graduation is over, life is going to look different. Life is going to feel different. It will smell different. Yeah, things are going to taste better. Uh, it's called sensory acuity. Uh, so uh, I'm excited about getting back up to Twin Cities. haven't been there since uh, pre-COVID-19. So I'm really looking forward to that. And today, uh, got an important radio show because today we're going to be joined by Paul uh, Gazelka. He's a Republican gubernatorial candidate from Minnesota. Uh, Paul has uh, served in leadership roles for decades in the beautiful state of Minnesota. He served as Senate Majority Leader in the State House. Uh, in addition to his local government, he's led in business and civics with you know different things. He's a family man. I think he's been married for like 40 years. So just a great man. And I'm looking forward to... Uh, just getting to know him, having our listeners get to know him, and really ask some important questions. You know, the time is now to put our hat in the ring. You know, one of my favorite quotes is by Teddy Roosevelt. is talk about courage. And, you know, he starts off, the courage that belongs to the person who is actually in the arena, uh, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, who in the end knows the great devotions, the great passions, and spends himself in a worthy cause, and who at the worst, if he or she fails, at least they fail while daring greatly, so that their place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither defeat nor victory. And you know, it's interesting because this will be the third gubernatorial candidate we've had on our show, and uh, it's interesting because, you know, Minnesota, I don't know when the last time was, but it's been a while, I'm pretty sure, since uh, you had a Republican governor. It's been a while. And you know what's going on, and you know I'm going to talk to Paul about this. I've been involved in politics for most of my life and really backed off of it over the last 15 years. But before that, I thought I was supposed to be president. Before that, I was very actively involved in politics in college, uh, 
very much after college, very involved in Nevada uh, with the GOP. But, you know, today I don't know. I don't think I'd get in the arena. Today I don't think I'd run for office. And, and the problem is because we're not dealing with the truth anymore. America is such a different country, and that's what I want to talk about Paul about today. What, what are the biggest issues facing Minnesotans? What are the biggest issues facing Americans? Uh, why, why him? Why, why now? Uh, and is there a possibility? I mean, let's be honest. There are systems in place now where I wonder, can a conservative get elected? And we're, and we're going to talk about today, just what's going on. And why does this matter? Because I say this all the time. Nobody responds to reality. What responders are map reality. Now, what you're, some of you are hearing me saying is that there is no reality. That's not, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is reality is perspective. I, I, I don't know how else to say it because people don't respond to reality. What they respond to is their belief about reality. So let me, let me give you a perfect example. So uh, I got this little article. Jesse Waters uh, was uh, yesterday talked about Americans' perception of reality not aligned with the truth. And what he did is he had a new poll by YouGov. It's YouGov. And, it, and they basically were asking people what they thought about percentages of certain groups of people in America. And so the question was, what percentage of the U.S. do you believe is African American? Now, the answer, just to let you know, was 41%. So Americans believe that 41% of America are African Americans. Now, why does that matter? Because only 12% of Americans are African American. And yet, I mean, if you watch uh, commercials now, uh, it seems like everybody, all the commercials now uh, are, are people of color. And whenever there's a, a, a not, it's usually an interracial couple. It's just interesting. See, the narrative of the media is pushing this thing, and we no longer know what reality is. Uh, 12%. That's all African Americans are 12%. How about Hispanic Americans? Poll shows that we all think that about 39% of Americans are Hispanic, so about 40%. Again, the number is 17%. 17% of the population is Hispanic. Here's another one. How many transgender people do you think live in the United States? The people who took this poll said about 21%. So the people who were interviewed believe that one out of four people in America are transgender. You know what the number is? 1%. It's called trace. 1%. Uh, and about right homosexuality, gave right? It's right now the end thing. You know, cisgender's out. Uh, every other gender's in, right? So homosexuality, right? We spent a lot of time, right? We got to teach our kids at kindergarten that they could be gay, uh, we, right? 30%, that's what people think. People believe that one out of three Americans are gay. You know what the real number is? 3%. Not 33%. 3%. See, it's not reality. We're not dealing with reality anymore. And so how, how do you get your message across when you're not dealing with reality? Every two years, and get ready, in a couple months you're going to hear this again, that the Republicans have a war on women. That's what we're told all the time. There's a war on women. There's a war on women. Republicans are waging a war on women. Well, it's pretty clear if there was a war on women, I don't think there is, but if there was, and one of the parties was waging it, you've got to see the Democratic Party is waging it. I mean, with Leah Thomas, right? 
the top female swimmer in the country is a man. And, of course, woman of the year, right, Admiral Rachel Levine, right, a man who wants to be a woman, is woman of the year. So a man is woman of the year, and a man is NCAA female swimmer of the year. Uh, That's a war on women. Women's athletics are taking a beating. Absolutely. And might I suggest that a lot of problems that we're seeing in America is because there's been a very effective war on men. Uh, Donald Trump was a culmination of that, his masculinity, his ego, right, all that. Even the people who didn't like what Will Smith did, you know what, most of them didn't like it because they're good. he's just being like Donald Trump. See, Donald Trump did this. It was all Donald Trump's fault. See, ladies and gentlemen, here's the problem. If you're dealing with a kid or dealing with a spouse or dealing with a business partner and you have an issue and if you can't come to an agreement on what is the truth, how do you move forward? If you can't come to a common denominator, see one thing in conflict resolution I learned a long time ago, you first got to get people to a common denominator. One, and you got, sometimes you got to go really low, just to really surface, just to get something that both people can agree on. And the problem is, when we no longer know what the truth is, then how do we fix it? How do we fix anything if we don't have a starting point? See, with a GPS, I used to travel with one. Now they're in our cars. But before, when they were outside devices, we'd have to take it in the house. I'd type in the address. And when I typed in the address to my Garmin, every once in a while, I would not get directions. You know why? Because the Garmin couldn't locate me. Because the satellite couldn't locate my device. And that's how we are in life. If we don't know what our starting point is, if we can't come to a clear understanding of what our starting point is, then I don't care how clear your destination is. You can't get to there from here. And ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of change that needs to take place in America so that we can get to a better there than the current here that we're at. And so today we are blessed. We're going to have uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate Paul Gazelka with us for the rest of the show after the break. We'll be right back in three minutes. If today were your last day on the planet, would you say you've been the person you were put here to be? As a business professional, do you feel that you have the difference that it takes to make a difference? You're invited to reignite your passion at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening with Mr. Scott Black. 48 hours that will transform you. March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Everything you have ever read, believed, or thought about leadership will come alive in this two-and-a-half-day intense journey. Mr. Black will help you discover the best possible you and how to not only reach but go beyond your potential. If you're a leader or have a desire to lead, this course is a must for you. Class size is intentionally small and it fills quickly. Go to likeitmatters.net and see what others have experienced. Click on Schedule to register. Mr. Black's Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Log on to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule likeitmatters.net soaking up the sun in fiji walking through the sculpture garden in minneapolis or standing in awe at the grand canyon we're where you are listen to freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app as winston churchill said all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word 
Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are going political. Uh, and, you know, I feel very lucky that, uh, you know, I'm in Texas, but I do my radio show out of Minneapolis. Uh, Minneapolis is my second home. As a matter of fact, uh, when I'm done with this radio show day, I'll be driving to the Twin Cities and I'll be conducting a leadership awakening class this weekend, changing the lives of individuals right there in the Twin Cities. And so uh, I've got a chance to meet a lot of people doing this radio show. And one of the things I've really enjoyed this election season is having some of the gubernatorial candidates. Boy, Minnesota, I've always wondered about you being from Texas. Just got to be honest with you about some of the people you elected. But, man, when I look at your uh, the gubernatorial candidate list uh, uh, for Minnesota, it's just impressive. It's impressive. And I'm really excited about today's guest uh, so that you guys can get to know him a little bit better and we can hear what he's going to bring to the table and why. Why would we vote for him, and what's he going to do when he gets elected? So we're blessed. In a minute, I'm going to bring on uh, Senator Paul Gazelka. Uh, Senator Gazelka was born in St. Paul, so he's a, he's a homie there and grew up in the Iron Range. He graduated from Oral Roberts University, and for the past 25 years, he's run a successful insurance agency in the Brainerd Lakes area. He has served in leadership roles on the Chamber of Commerce, Kiwanis, and the Christian School Board. Uh, he and his wife, Marilee, have been married 39 years. Boy, that right there, four decades, tells you a lot. The most difficult thing I've ever done uh, is been married. And here's a man who's done it successfully. Uh, for, well, I guess we'd have to actually Mar- ask Marilee that. But <laughs> for 40 years, he has five children and five grandchildren. He became Senate Majority Leader five years ago and was the last line of defense against an onslaught of liberal policies. He is a proven and battle-tested leader, standing strong to protect life, Second Amendment rights, small businesses, farmers, our checkbooks, and most recently, the police. He has built coalitions with union workers, minority communities, peace officers, Democrats, and independents. And with your help, 
He will restore safety, opportunity, and prosperity to Minnesota. So without further ado, let's welcome Senator Paul Gazelka to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Senator? Scott, it's great to be on your show. Well, it's great to have you on my show. So there. <laughs> well, Paul, I got to tell you, first of all, uh, I'm uh, reading your resume, and I got to tell you, man, uh, y- you impressed me. I-, I have a background in insurance as well. Uh, was very active in politics, chamber, all that. So I look at this stuff. The difference is, boy, you've been far more successful, far more successful uh, than I have. And uh, you've been in politics for how long, Paul? This is my 12th year in the Senate, my final year in the Senate. Uh, I did serve two years in the House, sat out for four years, thought I was done, and somehow we got called back in. So what, what brought you back into politics after sitting out a little bit? You know, the, there was a, a uh, senator that uh, I really felt was doing a, a terrible job. Uh, you know, I'm a fiscal and social conservative, and, and he was not that. And I just felt mm-hmm. like I needed to run. And so in the end, it was a, a tough battle, but we ended up taking him out. And, you know, I've been in the Senate ever since. I was became the leader of the Senate five years ago. And almost the entire time, I had a one-vote majority. And it was like... Wow. Boy, it's the, that's the toughest thing to keep 34 people together on everything when Democrats controlled all the rest. And yet wow. somehow uh, I was able to do that. Wow. Well, that shows you in today's world, you got to be able to maneuver. Uh, you got to be able to, you know, I, I, I like laws and the law of requisite variety says an element in a system with the most flexibility is the most power. And I think as a leader, we are called to be that element. And undoubtedly, uh, Senator, you have the ability uh, to, to be that, to keep your integrity, to keep your values, uh, and yet to move people to get something done. So, so there's always yeah. a reason why. You know, I, I, I'm a guy that's driven by purpose, and you know, we are meaning makers. I study logotherapy, and you know, we have a will to meaning. And so everything we do, Paul, we do for a reason. This is a big deal. You're jumping in, uh, running for governor. Uh, as a Republican in a state that doesn't look too favorably upon governors in statewide role, what was the what was the impetus? What was the thing that said, "Okay, it's time for me to throw my hat in the ring"? You know, I mean, getting into politics in general was really uh, a calling above anything else. You know, what where can I be most influential? Where can I make the biggest difference? And running for governor, I, I will say I was the one that had to stand up against our, our present governor, Tim Walls, when he would not bring the National Guard out during the riots. And there was tremendous upheaval that I, I really think could have been stopped. I know it could have been stopped much earlier. And then uh, grabbing emergency powers and really abusing them, shutting down schools and churches and businesses and forcing people to wear masks. Many things that I think as a leader you should have led people to make the best choices, not forced them with a stick. And as a result of that, uh, it, it really propelled me to engage and to take them out. I mean, in, in the end, uh, we have an opportunity for safe streets if, under my leadership. I think we'll get better education. The economy will, will be much stronger. And those are some of the things that across Minnesota people are hungry for, not just Republicans. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. What about, you know, I'm an outside business person. So, example, I haven't been to Minneapolis uh, for two years. We did our last class right before the shutdown. So we were, I think it was March of 20. We were in a hotel there. 
Uh, and we were the only people in the hotel. It was stunning. It was like a sci-fi movie, you know, because there was nobody else in the hotel. It was like they opened the hotel just for us. We did our final class there, and then they shut down everything. And so we're just now coming back. It's taken two years. I got to tell you, Paul, uh, it was hard to find a hotel. Uh, A lot of the restaurants are shut down. The customer service, their small staff. Uh, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that are running around wanting to do business, and it's hard to do business now. Do you think Minneapolis will ever recover? I I mean, we had the George Floyd thing, the COVID thing. I mean, what's the answer? How do you turn things around in that? How do you do it? Well, it's going to take a little bit of time, but I do believe under my leadership that we can bring Minneapolis and St. Paul back to be the shining cities they were meant to be. Uh, right now, the, the police force in Minneapolis, they had 800 police uh, at, right at the, the death of George Floyd, and they wanted more than that. And now they're down to around 300. So there's no way oh that gosh. they can do their job. And the, too much of the, particularly the progressive liberal Democrat public, uh, just malign them in many, many ways. And so they've been demoralized. But I support the police. I And, and many of the, the community members that I visit with in Minneapolis and St. Paul, they support them, too. And so that's a big part of the solution, get more police on the streets. We have to be tougher on crime. Uh, there, there needs to be minimum sentences if you carjack or if you're a felon with a gun and you have another felony with a gun. Right now, they don't always go to jail, and they need to go to jail, that you send a message that you can't uh, be a criminal and do those things without a consequence. And that's it. I, I mean, I'm 56 years old, so I don't know if you're similar in age. But, boy, when I grew up, uh, I understood consequences and choices. We, we live in a supposedly a free country, uh, and yet we, we, we have no consequences for choice. At least certain groups of people have no consequences for choices. And, and I know, first and foremost, I believe you are as well, I'm a Christian. So I serve my Lord and yeah. Savior, Jesus Christ. And one thing I know about my daddy, Abba, uh, is that he never removes the consequences. Now, he walks with me in my consequences. He loves me. He carries me. But he doesn't remove the consequences because otherwise, how would I learn to make different choices if I continue to make poor choices and pay no consequence? And that's been removed from society. So there's no consequence and choice connection anymore. That's a problem, correct? No, it really is. And, you know, I share the, the same faith, and I love Romans 8 where you got Abba Father where we cry out to him and that's the relationship he wants and a father is loving and a father disciplines and right now we 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 really don't have that and and that's one of the big issues i can tell you that the many of the minority communities are crying out for a decent education for their kids because we we used to be one of the top states now we're, we're average at best overall and below average for helping minority students so that's a wow. big part of it. And then the economy. I mean, we, we've been over-regulating our small businesses and even our big businesses, frankly. And so many of them are saying, do I want to stay in Minnesota? And I'm saying, give us one more election. In Minnesota, Republicans have not had House, Senate, and governor in 55 years. And so we've wow. never really been able to show the state how good we can help our state. And so I want that opportunity. You know, I've got six other candidates that are trying to do it as well, but nobody's been the leader of the Senate. Nobody has the experience I have, plus all of the business background I have. And so I'm telling people, look, I'm best on the issues, and I'm best positioned to beat Tim Walls in November. Well, and again, what you said is you have a litany here. 
you have a successful marriage, which, again, I know it's one of the toughest things I've ever done, uh, 40 years with Mary Lee. You have successful in business, which is my background, too. I was in insurance. I used to be a broker for Country Mutual. Uh, and so you have that. You have success in government where you've worked across the aisle, where even though you didn't have a large majority, just a one vote, you were able to get things done. So right here, it looks like everything that you got that you need is laid out. And we're getting ready to go to hard break, Paul. But one thing I want to know is, you know, with all the other people, because there are some great people running. I mean, I know two of the people a little bit that are running with you. And, man, if either three of you won, I mean, it's impressive. you got a great list of candidates. But I would like to ask you after the break, because we're getting ready to go to hard break. Uh, number one, what, how has all that you've done in the past equipped you uh, to become the next governor? And secondly, because of all the great quality people, because like I said, there's two other people I know that are, are I, I like people, they're, they're good people. What makes you uh, the best candidate for this time? Because I do believe we're in a specific time. And before yeah. you came on, I talked about we're dealing with truth. And the problem is today that people don't know the truth. And how do you find the truth? And if you can't start with the truth, then how do you do anything? That's why Jesus said, you know, uh, you know, the truth will set you free. But I think it was uh, uh, Garfield that said, "But first, it'll make you miserable." And I think right now we're in a little bit of, I think we're right now in a little bit of misery. So we're getting ready to go to heartbreak, Paul. So I don't want to ask you the question now. But when we get back, I'd like to know two things. Number one, what makes you the best person for the office as, of governor? And number two. Um, what would you say is one of the first things that you would do if you were elected governor? So when we come back, we'll answer, get the answers to those questions. I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking to Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka, who's running for governor of the great state of Minnesota. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back at Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. Turn market volatility into opportunity today by investing with the big institutions, not against them. Many people are getting taken advantage of by Wall Street. Learn why their returns are so much better than the average novice 401k investor. Learn the skills to be a better steward of your own money. Call for a free in-center or virtual investing class today at 952-814-4410. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. If today were your last day on the planet, 
you say you've been the person you were put here to be? As a business professional, do you feel that you have the difference that it takes to make a difference? You're invited to reignite your passion at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening with Mr. Scott Black. 48 hours that will transform you. March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Everything you have ever read, believed, or thought about leadership will come alive in this two-and-a-half-day intense journey. Mr. Black will help you discover the best possible you and how to not only reach but go beyond your potential. If you're a leader or have a desire to lead, this course is a must for you. Class size is intentionally small, and it fills quickly. Go to likeitmatters.net and see what others have experienced. Click on Schedule to register. Mr. Black's Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Log on to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule. likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, Minneapolis, St. Paul, I'm heading your way. We will be doing Leadership Awakening, our first class in over two years, there at the Embassy Suites, right there in Bloomington. So we're going to change lives. We're going to change 11 people's lives this weekend. uh, And we're going to make Minnesota just a little bit better. And that is what our guest today is talking about. Uh, Senator Paul Gazelka, he's uh, one of the, I think he said six candidates running in the GOP primary uh, for uh, governor. And man, he's uh, very, very impressive. So Paul, thanks again uh, for joining us. And uh, what I'd like to know now, again, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but radio audiences come and go. What makes Paul Gazelka the best candidate for governor? What's the difference between you and everybody else? What sets you apart? Well, certainly a proven uh, success record in the in the private sector, but I think what sets me apart is a proven success record in the, as a leader of the Senate and governing. I mean, I'm you know you never know what you're going to do until the fire is is there and you're in it. And I just always stood up for conservative values, both the fiscal and social. My record all the way through would show that. So I know how to I know how to handle the heat. And the experience means that day one, when I'm governor, I know what to do. And, and that's the part where yeah. the other candidates can say it, but they've never really done it. They really don't know how complex it is because they've never been there. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And that was one of the things people don't realize. That was one of the things that the left was very effective about doing to Donald Trump. Uh, they kept him from putting his administration together. They would threaten people if you know they went to work with him. They'd harass him and all that. A lot of people don't remember that. That it was if you can't put together your team, if you don't know how to, if you they're not being allowed to govern, then how do you get anything happen? And he was ha- hamstrung for a while there at the beginning, and it was intentional. And so you're absolutely right. You know what to do. Uh, you plan. I mean, as you, I know there's a primary. Once you get through the primary and general election, but are you planning on putting together a list? of items uh, to accomplish, you know, like the contract with America, you know, like uh, Newt Gingrich did? Do you, do you have a list of things that you would put in line that the first day in office you would do? Have you thought about that? Yeah, and more like a Reform Minnesota. And, and keep in mind that uh, the governor is not the king or the dictator. There's many things that he cannot do until he yep. brings the House and Senate with to accomplish that. And so, you know, those are, you know, some of those things are, we'll get voter ID done, but you got to get the House and Senate to agree. Uh, we'll reform emergency powers because they were terribly abused in Minnesota and that should never happen again. 
doesn't matter whether you're, you're a Republican or Democrat. You should not have those kind of powers. And we will move forward with a multi-billion dollar tax cut, which includes getting rid of the tax on Social Security. But again, I got to bring the people together. And so one of the first yeah. things I'll do is meet with the four leaders of the House and Senate, Democrat, Republicans, and just say, this is the direction we're heading. Now, if the Democrats don't want to do it, so be it. But I will at least communicate with them, uh, because I think if you value people, you're going to get the best results out of them. Even if they disagree, you might get some things by simply valuing them. And the things that I can do right away in Minnesota, they're trying to change our history standards, and they didn't do it through legislation. So I can stop that. Uh, In Minnesota, they want to jam electric car mandates that uh, Tim Walls, uh, governor, wanted to do that because he did it without legislation. I'll stop it. I'm not against electric cars. I just don't mm-hmm. think you should force people until the market uh, is, a market uh, allows it so that people want to do it on their own. Yeah. No, and I heard Washington just uh, is passing legislation that by 2030 to basically ban all other vehicles besides electric vehicles. We're talking eight years. And it was Washington yeah, State. And I, I just read it. Yeah. And I'm not against electric cars, but we're not ready. Yeah. We don't have the electric yeah. vehicle infrastructure and what our governor wants to do is force the auto dealers to carry 7% of their stock in electric cars when the demand is only 1%. And so it's like, you know, let's keep working towards clean energy, but not at the expense of, of our country's national security and not forcing people to do things that are too expensive for them. Absolutely. Hey, Paul, I, I, I'm a leadership guy. That's my forte is leadership. And I believe that in order to prove uh, uh, true leadership, it must impact you at a personal level. And so I want to ask you a couple questions just so I can get a little sense and the listeners can get a sense for who you are. You know, I look at your resume. It's impressive, Paul. I just want you to know that it's impressive. Business, family, all this uh, uh, spiritual. Uh, you have a, a religious school board, all Christian school board, all that. Of all the roles in your life. Uh, what's the most important one to you? Well, it's being a follower of Jesus has been the most important thing, how I represent him. Um, you know, I, I uh, was climbing the corporate ladder, and uh, this was 25 years ago. I made a decision not to continue to do that and, and took over an insurance agency so that I could be happily married and we could be involved in ministry. And, and that really was the core of who I am. And then from that, you know, having children and, you know, that's the sweet spot of life. And I don't regret for one second that decision. I mean, it was a a huge financial cut. Uh, But in the end, you know, it'll be 40 years this summer that my wife and I are married. And she'd said, she would say, I'm your character reference. Anybody can ask me. Uh So I'm very honored with that. Oh, you are, and uh, you worked hard for that. I don't want to ask you because, again, the, you know, God even uses the 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 role of a marriage to tie us to our relationship with Him, and so He places a lot of importance on marriage. and uh, And I I joke with people that the number one cause for divorce is marriage because people <laughs> say I do, but they mean I'll try. People say I do, but yeah. they mean I'll give it a test drive. How uh, how have you been so successful in your marriage? What do you, what do you think is the secret to a successful marriage? Well, certainly it's been our, our faith and, and, you know, really making a decision that we married before the Lord and, you know, so that it was till death do us part. And so when we got to those difficult times, we turned to prayer, we turned to our masters to ask for help because we didn't, every year or moment wasn't perfect. Uh, yeah. But the last 20 years, I'll say, we really learned to accept each other as we are 
and really work hard at trying to discover all the gifts, talents, and abilities that each of us have and try to bring that out of each other. So we really don't want to hinder any part of the gift that God has placed within either one of us. And that's where it's really become vibrant. I mean, it's just so cool because we're we're so different. She's an artist and I'm a politician. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like, it's like oil and water. And yet somehow yeah. there's synergy there. And, and, and the sweetness of, of making it last is like a fine wine. The longer you work at it, the more precious it becomes. Oh, wow. You know, and that what you just said about your wife, man, if you can take that and extrapolate that as your role as governor, to bring yep. people together that are different. Like you just said, what you just said about your wife, that we're different and all that. And I really think that's what's missing. And I'm not a big Clinton fan, but Clinton was able to do that to a little degree. I'm a big Reagan fan. Reagan stirred me up. Yeah. Reagan, yep. if, I, if, you, if you say, if you looked at the Black Dictionary, that's my last name, Black Dictionary, and it said president, you would see a picture of Ronald Reagan. Yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. Yeah, that is the epitome. I love him, of, too, and... He was the yeah. first guy I voted for. And, you know, after the death of George Floyd, I, I spent a lot of time in North Minneapolis meeting the conservative uh, Latino and black pastors, just trying to understand what do I need to learn here? Because I'm a strong supporter of the police, but I also want to know what are some of the, the things that are happening. And it really is uh, because of my deep love for the state and for the people. And you know, two things I think I bring uh, to be governor. One is I am a, a father. I'm 62, and I love the people of Minnesota, and I think that's what the governor needs to be. And he needs to be a general, which means you got to make tough decisions in the heat of the battle in the middle of a storm. And it's those two things that I think I've, I've learned over a long uh, life uh, and that I can be governor with and really prosper Minnesota. Amen. How does your faith show up in 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 your legislating? How does how does God? How do you? I know you don't put God on the back burner. So how does God play into your role as elected official? Yeah, you know, people, especially uh, you know, people that are not Christians, ask me that. How can you mix the two or whatever? I said, well, it's always meant to be that way. So, for example, it it causes me to treat others the way I want to be treated. It's a you know, Jesus said that, but it really yeah. in politics is priceless when you value another person. Uh, it, it causes me to forgive somebody that maybe didn't deserve forgiveness in, in politics. But again, that, that uh, creates the opportunity for much deeper relationships. And if you can't figure out how to connect and talk to each other ra- rather than talk over each other, you'll never get anything done. And 90% of what we do isn't morally right or wrong. It's just what's the best way to do it. And then on core issues like pro-life or um, religious liberty or Second Amendment or things like that, to me, there's like a right and a wrong. And my faith really you know, causes me to not be afraid to stand up. So I'm tough, but I'm also kind. And I think that's, that to me was sort of like Ronald Reagan. I mean, he was tough, but man, he influenced people to change their opinion through building relationships and influencing them to the direction they should go. Well, and it's actually, you're actually following in the greater example, uh, which is Jesus Christ. You know, when he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Basically, he's saying, listen, I'm your example. What I do, you do. Um, and I teach a lot of emotional intelligence, which is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person in the right way. And what's lacking in the world in America today is emotional intelligence. We are emotionally yeah. unintelligent. And, you know, Jesus, yeah. you know, we're, a lot of people are getting half a gospel, Paul. You know that. They're getting yeah. the, the lamb, the lamb of Judah, the lamb of God, but they're not getting the, uh, the, the lion from the tribe of Judah. 
there yeah. he is both he is the alpha and the omega he is the the yin and the yang he is the lion and the lamb right and and really yeah. that's our example that's emotional intelligence and people are lacking it people get are being having their emotions used against them they're getting emotionally hijacked uh whether you talk about joseph goebbels or mass formation or mass hypnosis i study all that i teach all this we are manipulable yeah. creatures and a lot of that's going on, and we're being emotionally manipulated so that we're not being logical with a lot of things we're doing. And after the break, I want to go into some a couple core questions, uh, just a, a kind of a random thing. I'm going to give you some words and tell me what they mean to you. So uh, I like it better. Thing on, uh, one go ahead. thing on Jesus. He either turned the other cheek or he turned the tables over, and you got to figure out which one is appropriate. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. All right, I'm Mr. Black. We'll be right back after these messages. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done. Champion Plumbing wants to empower you to be the champion in your home when it comes to plumbing. Go to their YouTube channel for step-by-step videos explaining how to fix common household plumbing issues. Do you have low water pressure? Have you drained your water heater this year? Champion Plumbing has videos to guide you through it. And if you get stuck, they're only a call away. Subscribe to their YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash champion plumbing. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. 
Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we are joined by Senator Paul Gazelka. He is running for governor of Minnesota. Paul, I know you're busy. You've got a lot of people to talk to. I really do appreciate you spending time with us today. So a uh, no, couple questions. We'll do a lightning round here. So uh, I like to know what, what you want your wife to think. So if I was to go up to Marilee and ask Marilee, to give me five words to describe her husband, you. What would you want those five words to be, Paul? Uh, faithful, honorable, uh, trustworthy, brave, and passionate. Mm. And and the reason I ask that, Paul, I help people put together mission and visions and get their purpose in life, and those are what are the core values. So ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard were uh, Senator Gazelka's core values. That's what he would bring if he's elected uh, to any office. That's what he brings to his marriage. That's why he has a marriage of almost 40 years, four decades. Uh, that's why he has successful business. And again, I'm a leader of people. This I lead leaders. And so I'm just telling you, Paul, those five key words make, give me comfort. Let me ask you another question. When you're done on this planet, when it's good time to go be with our Lord and be stand before the beam of seat of Christ. Um, what, what do you want said about you? How do you want to be remembered when you're no longer here? Well, I, I want them to know that, uh, I loved well, uh, my, my whole life has been about building relationships and through that, uh, changing communities, changing culture. And so that I loved well, that I lived well, uh, and on my, gravestone i I'm well done thou good and faithful servant that's really what i i want to be known for ultimately i care most about what my heavenly father thinks about me and as a result of that uh, everything i do is is connected to that amen amen a couple of uh, phrases words and just tell me what what they mean to you uh what does critical race theory mean to you anti-american propaganda yeah uh, it honestly, is so racist. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm very passionate about uh, defending our history, and um, and we shouldn't be afraid to look at the flaws and what we learned about them. Yeah. The slavery, we we were the ones that ended yep. it, and it was terrible. Yep. But if yep. if if our kids learn things, so when they graduate, they don't know that they're citizens of the greatest country in the world. We fail them because we are an amazing yep. country, flaws and all, and we got to have yep. to fight for that because too many people are are trying to make us forget all the many great things about being Americans. Yeah, and this country has changed. I mean, I look at this country today, and it, it doesn't even, almost a lack of familiarity. I mean, I was just reading today about Disney. What has happened to Disney? Disney's gone so woke. Uh, it's just stunning. I, I grew up watching Disney every Sunday night. I grew up in the greatest planet on the, place on the planet, and it's like now it's just stunning. But, yeah, to me, critical race theory, I, I teach about the, how the brain works and the reticular activating system is an unconscious part of the brain, the unconscious brain. And whatever you focus on, it sees. So we seem to be in America focused on race, and all we focus on anymore is race. It doesn't matter the content of someone's character. All that matters is yes. the color of the skin. It's sad. When, when well, I race, say 69 – Race and our flaws. I mean, it's, it's the flaws, yeah. flaws, flaws. And, you know, look throughout yep. all of the ages. Look to Hebrews 11 – Many of the yeah. what, what God called the people of faith were very flawed. 
but they also had yeah. some amazing accomplishments, and that's why I say we got to focus on that too. Well, God does that. I mean, we don't remember David as a, an adulterer or a murderer. We remember yeah. David as a man after God's own heart. We don't remember Abraham as a guy who gave away his wife twice to be with another man. <laughs> I, didn't right. even try, I, mean, I mean, I go through a list. I'm a pastor, too. I eat Scripture daily, so I love the Word. I love it. So you're absolutely right, and that's not how God remembers us. Uh, so why yeah. would it, when, when I said, what does woke mean to you? When I, that word is a weird word. What does woke mean to you? Well, that, I, that you've uh, grabbed a thought process that is nothing like, it's secular humanism, it's, it's anti-God, it's anti-Christian, it's anti-America, it's anti-capitalism. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's how I look at it when I think yeah. about it. No, you're, ab- yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, and I go through scripture why it is against, we're supposed to forgive, we're not so- told to keep, a, we're told to not keep a record of wrong, not a pound of flesh, not to join other people's suffering. And it's against everything that Jesus said. Uh, it's stunning. Uh, when I when I hear the biggest threat to uh, America in Joe Biden's eyes are white Christians, my first thought is, where are my brothers and sisters with uh, melanin? <laughs> yeah. Where are they at? We should Christians should be the greatest threat to an unchristian America. That not skin color. Let me ask yeah. you, what is the biggest issue? What is the biggest issue facing Minnesotans today? What do you think it is? Well, I, I think it's moving away from our, our strength, which was our Christian heritage, capitalism, the Constitution, and, and that movement away from all of that then has all kinds of repercussions. It's uh, lawlessness is sky high. Uh, there's aimlessness in our direction. Uh, people don't have a, the work ethic that they should have. Our economy doesn't do as well. More people are on welfare. But it really comes down to a belief system that is contrary to what we've built our country on. Yep. I, and I think that is the actual, the thing, the biggest issue facing America is BS. It's a belief system. Because everything we do or do not do, it comes from our, our BS, our beliefs. Everything, the reason you and I are talking, the reason why you're running, the reason why I do my radio show, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. Uh, and so if you can get to the core of someone's beliefs and alter those beliefs, then you alter everything. And that's what's been going yeah. on. I think the devil's been very effective, very effective. Let me ask you, what is your greatest hope for Minnesota? Well, I, I talk about it as I want to take our state back because our state doesn't have hope. They don't. It's like they don't have a vision of the future that could be great. And that means, you know, that the, the streets are safe, that our kids are getting a decent education, that families are loving each other and working well together, that our economy's humming. Uh, all of that is not happening. So giving people hope as far as the direction. And I know that blessed is the nation or blessed is the state whose God is the Lord. I, it's just, I know that to be true. And I know that righteousness exalts a, a nation. It also exalts a state. And so I think people are hungry for somebody that will lead by example. And by the grace of God, I want to be that person and, and lead by example. Amen. What's your biggest fear, Paul? Biggest fear for Minnesota? That we keep going down the path we're on. I mean, I feel like we're, we're over the edge. And yeah. lots of new people in Minnesota have, have uh, turned out in our caucus. That's how we do it here, February 1st. Mm-hmm. 50% of the people were brand new. Many of them oh, were wow. Christians. And they, and they said, I just felt like I needed to get off the couch and get involved. And that, that is another part of my hope, is there's just this desire by many people to fight for our way of life, our country and our state. And I've never seen that before the way it is right now in a positive oh, way. I, 
Oh, I hope so. I hope so. And, you know, my, my biggest fear, I know you have a, a large Sabali community there, and, and I actually study the Quran too. I, I work with a group called Common Ground, and, you know, its its motto is understanding Muslims and helping Muslims understand Jesus. Because yeah. in the Quran there are 94 ayats. Uh, 94 ayats about Isa al-Masir. Uh, the Quran actually puts Jesus on the, on, the, on, the st- on the level with Muhammad. He's called the breath of life, the breath of Allah. Uh, so I, I, I can talk to a Muslim about Isa, uh, Jesus, because he's in their Bible. Uh, yeah, it is interesting. And, and the Bible, I, but just so you know, the Quran actually tells Muslims that their greatest friend can be a Christian. That's what the Quran says. Now, the Hadith is different, but the Quran does say that when they're in doubt, seek people of the previous books. Uh, so, yeah, and what, if we can have some understanding where we can understand what they believe and then share Jesus, because you can share Jesus with a Muslim better, more so than our, uh, than our Jewish brothers and sisters. So one last, uh, two last questions uh, real quick. Um, do you believe there's a war on women? No, I, uh, no, not, not the way you're describing. I think the way you're okay. asking the question. Yeah. I, I do think that there's women have the opportunity to be whatever they want to be and my wife and I have four daughters and a son, and, and they have great opportunity. And, you know, I want to encourage that. I believe in that, but I don't see that as a war on women. Hey, me, me neither. Me neither. Lastly, we're getting ready to go. I, I just got two-minute warning. Uh, last thing you'd like to tell a listening audience, what would you like their, your parting words to be for the listeners? Go ahead. Well, I just appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. And I, I think across the country, since your program is, is nationwide, is yep. people are hungry for their, their nation to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. And that's no longer a pledge to me. That's a prayer to me and a declaration. And I do believe that the awakening of, of people that are passionate about their faith and, and wanting to make a difference will make a difference in America, will make a difference in Minnesota. I want to be part of that. I want to help take Minnesota back. I believe we can do it. I'm going to give it everything I've got. And by the grace of God, I will be getting it done. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, we've been talking to Saul, uh, Senator Paul Gazelka, who's running for the governor of Minnesota in the Republican Party. Again, God bless you, Paul. If there's anything we can do to help out, you let us know, okay? Thanks, Scott. Really appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, when you live your life like it matters, it does. And it's time for all of us to throw our hat in the ring because we need leaders to step up. If not now, then when? If not you, then who? You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.